0: Welcome to the Choose Optimism podcast brought to you by Optimist International, a podcast to let you know of all the good things that might be happening right in your own backyard. This is a podcast to highlight the positive influences of Optimist Clubs right in your own community. As you probably know by now, we always like to start our podcast with a quote, just to give you a little bit of pick-me-up or something that we're going to talk about. And today we're starting with, if you're always trying to be normal, You will never know how amazing you can be. And it is my privilege at this time to introduce Rose Medley. Rose, thanks for being on the podcast with us today.
1: Thank you, Shane, for inviting me.
0: We're excited to hear uh, about every, you know, all the things that we're going to talk about today because we're going to cover a lot of topics today. But one of the things that we typically do the first go around is we like people to tell their optimist story and how you got to be involved and be an optimist. Rose, what is your optimist story? Wow, You know,
1: I'm excited to be an optimist in general, but I came into the optimist movement, I think, in a little different way. Having grown up, I've always been interested in working with children, and I was supposed to have gone into medicine and be a pediatrician. However, I became a computer scientist, you know, working in the IT field, and I have a good friend who was a member of an optimist club, I did not know this, but she said, wow, we you work well with children. I'm inviting you to a meeting. And so I did. I came out to this meeting not knowing what to expect. And I was introduced to the optimist movement.
0: What year was that in, if you don't mind me asking?
1: <laughs> um, 2004.
0: So you've been an optimist for almost 20 years now. But you've probably been an, a, an optimist your entire life, though.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I think so.
0: So one of the things that was important to you with helping with children is the children... Health and response mission, or known as the Charm. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Well, childhood health and response mission is the Caribbean district answer to the wellness program. You know, we had Ch- Optimist International always had a um, childhood cancer um, program, and in the Caribbean, we had extended that to HIV/AIDS as well awareness and you know other input. And in a few years ago, we decided to also look at children on the autism spectrum. So Childhood Health and Response Mission became the acronym we use as an umbrella for all these different areas that we were going to focus on. And this is, I've always, you know, been a part. I remember when we had a cancer, a childhood cancer doc, that yellow, little yellow doc. And, you know, this, the slogan is providing the care, finding the cure. And we use that, too, throughout um, all the different areas that we focus on. So it really is something that I look at from the health side, and that ties back with my interest in medicine. So, you know, we said the whole idea of CHARM is to build awareness of the childhood diseases and disabilities, provide assistance to affected children, their families and caregivers, and support healthcare and service providers, and support research to find a cure for these childhood diseases and disabilities.
0: So you were expanding in past the, the cancer program well before maybe Optimus International was. Was that a choice that the Caribbean district made? Well, we were doing that in response to the needs in our communities.
1: You know, we say that we're supposed to respond to different needs in the communities, and we saw the, where these were things that, whether it affected the child or the caregiver parent, it would impact on our society. So we, we look towards these
0: other areas. So yours was more of a community-based response, which is part of what an Optimist Club is, as being based in your community. Right. Right. Do you guys hold specific fundraisers to help fund this CHARM program?
1: Well, in particular, in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, we have a hospital, Bustamante Hospital for Children. And at one time, maybe even now, it was the only hospital in in the region that focused on, you know, the illnesses of children. And so we decided for childhood cancer that this would be certain in Jamaica, that this is where we would lend our support. And so we um, partnered with the Boston Hospital in a way, and their social work department. And we have an annual fundraiser that we have for the hospital.
0: Tell me a little bit about the fundraiser um, with the partnership here. What is what do you guys do to help raise funds for this?
1: Well, annually we it could be a breakfast, it could be what we call a fish fry. We have a fundraiser, um, a break um, program where we have a day of just gathering together. Over a meal, and we sell tickets so that persons can join us, and we have entertainment. While persons either pick up or they they stay at the location and you know um, participate in the entertainment that is there, and we raise say, you know a um, good amount of funds for the hospital for the social work department in particular, because we understand that when a child is ill um, with cancer. And the parents will have to take time off from work. There will be special, you know, needs sometimes. We want to ensure that when they're outpatients, that they come back when their appointments are scheduled. So we make funds available so that parents who may have some issues in, you know, funding can find respite.
0: That's a pretty great program. And it's really amazing that you get to partner with the Children's Hospital right in your community to make these things happen for these families, because we all know that the families are struggling when their child gets, you know, a serious illness or something like that. Yes, yes. Do you have an idea about how many children that you helped with this program in the Jamaican district or the Caribbean district? Well, we don't have,
1: um, I've not actually counted the number of um, children who um, are impacted by this. But what we do as well as a further outreach aspect through the hospital if they have particular children in our clubs are all across the island of Jamaica, right? Um, and if we have families who need additional help, we will call that we say adopt, in quotes, adopt a child, and a club will adopt that child and ensure that, you know, whether it's the care in terms of getting back for treatment or school supplies or motivation, that club will follow that child and ensure the well-being of that child. And, you know, we're expanding all the other islands to participate as well. And they have their programs um, that they will do
0: in their communities. So when you adopt a ch- club adopts that a, ch- a child, that cl- child basically becomes part of that Optimist Club. And I'm sure the cl- club members are very active in trying to make sure that the family has everything that they need. Definitely. And
1: the thing about it is that you get so entrenched in the life of that child. And you as you can appreciate it also with childhood cancer, we have many success stories. We have children who have, you know, complete remission and they're, you know, they're growing up. And unfortunately, we have a few children who look like they would, you know, beat it. They recover and are doing well in school and then they succumb. So, you know, we do the highs and the lows and we gain parents as our own optimist family through the grief and even through the their successes as well.
0: I can relate to that pretty well because of uh, when we do the same thing, we adopt the children in our community and those kids become in a way, our kids and we are always making sure that they have the things they need and the families have what they need. And we're right there with you, like you said, you know, have, helping them fight this battle. Yeah. You know, also, Rose, you talked about uh, you're very involved in the joy aspect in the Caribbean. Tell us a little bit about your involvement in joy and what that means to you. Right.
1: You know, I take the friend of youth <laughs> uh, mantra very seriously. Junior Optimist International group in the caribbean tends to be very very vibrant you know barbados antigua anguilla their children i mean creates an international body even in the caribbean for the um for our our youth and through my club the optimist club of north saint andrew we sponsored junior optimist clubs over the years and i became one of the club advisors for one of our clubs or multiple clubs that we have had and worked with the young people, I think I heard or read something that it said that if a person starts volunteering by the age of 13, they'll follow through um, for the rest of their lives. And I took that to heart. And that is what the Junior Optimist International Group um, gives me so that I can involve young people so that they can meet needs in their communities, and you know not everything is through the government but that we too can be a part of the the care of our community
0: i'm just getting you know pretty familiar with joy with my own daughter starting a joy club here in our community so i'm right up against the ropes learning everything i can What is one of the things that you really enjoy doing with the Joy Clubs when you work one-on-one with them as an advisor?
1: You know, I think when you have children, when they're younger, it keeps you young. You know, but I, I really think sometimes as adults, when we move away, we forget that children also have ideas and that they're creative. And what joy reminds me all the time is that when I go to these schools and they're conducting their meetings, as professional as we do in the adult district, and to see that these young persons are growing in different skill sets, that we as adult optimists can foster different aspects of their lives and, you know, um, allow them to grow in different aspects of their well-being, you know, not only in academia, not only in sports but also that the, the whole idea of what the joy is in terms of helping them to build and to gain confidence and, you know, enrich their, their self-esteem and all the positive things that we can think about in terms of interacting with each other and, you know, even planning projects. So what I like to do with the young people, you know, when I go to their club meetings, I listen, I engage and I help them with their projects, you know, ideas for projects and help them to execute, you know, use the proper way of executing a project so that they can get the best out of anything they're doing.
0: And I'm sure, i sure that you find great joy working one-on-one with those kids and actually, you know, advising them on how to do different things. I bet you get, to, and it's fun to watch the kids grow and come become leaders on their own.
1: Definitely. And, you know, it's also very, very rewarding when you remember faces sometimes you forget the names and you're in a space that you that a child will come up to you and remind you who they are or say to you you know how much you influenced things that they're doing has doesn't have to be anything you know very profound but just to say that they thank you for having been there and you know in our clubs sometimes like projects like we have you know beautification like a garden in the school that they will take care of they in our School setting, you know, I guess you say kindergarten, we have a basic school, then we have the primary school level and then the high school level. And we'll have junior optimists in the high school level go to the primary level to, you know, read for them, joy of reading, do um, things around the classroom with them and to keep them engaged. So, you know, it's teaching them to take care of each other and to motivate each other at an
0: early age. Well, we know one thing that the kids actually probably listen to other kids better than they do adults sometimes. So I can see where that would come in very handy. Yes. <laughs> um, this year, you were able to serve on the Marketing and Communication Committee and did a little bit with the social media for Optimus International. Tell us about that journey and the, the effects of social media within our in organization.
1: Right. You know, it's amazing that you start in computer science, you do websites, and then you do an MBA, you know, Master of Business Administration degree, and you do some marketing, but you really have not been uh, practicing that field. And then I get put on a committee um, for Optimist International, and it has been a rewarding experience. Um, So one of the things that I was asked to look at was social media and the fact that our clubs need you know for communication and for interaction coming out of covid lockdowns and you know different dynamics and so i took on the challenge of you know engaging persons in social media and to just say how can we as optimists use the different platforms to recruit um, new members to bring awareness to our brand and for us to just keep um, connected. And so that is what the social media area does for me. And what I want clubs to do is to ensure that they look at what platform works for them out of the many platforms that we see in a volunteer organization that helps us to spread our message.
0: What are some of the platforms uh, that you have found, you know, in diving right into the social media thing? Obviously, you know, the big ones are Facebook and Twitter and that nature. But are there some smaller ones that clubs are using that you found that, that, that are working very well for these? Well,
1: we're an international organization, as you can see. And particularly, I know you're going out into, you know, the Caribbean and the, I say, Nepal. These are areas where, necessarily that you know phone conversations are expensive or maybe you don't want to use a Zoom. So we use Zoom for meetings you know um, or any other um, like Google meet. But WhatsApp WhatsApp is a, a wonderful way for you to make calls and to keep in communication you have that aspect of texting and chatting as well as making video calls and just voice um, audio. So that's one. Um, of course, we know LinkedIn is out there. LinkedIn, that is another way. We have podcasts. You can do your blogs. So I'm trying to encourage persons to do their blogs for their clubs and put them out so that they can get following. And the YouTube platform, you know, there are different ways of engaging there and Instagram is another platform that works well in the volunteer organization space and you know you have your Twitter and your
0: Facebook. Have you worked with a lot of clubs that have been using more than one of these in particular instances like whether they're using Facebook, Twitter what you know more than one social media app? Well at
1: most most districts then you know you focus more on districts because what happens is that and that is what we did a Course at the recently concluded international convention in um, Arlington, Virginia. That persons start using a platform, but they don't maintain it. So it's all well and good to you know be an early adopter or to be an adopter, but you have things that you need to do to ensure that you have a following and that your um, the medium that you're using is um, current. So the clubs that are actually using, they tend to use um, the website and they tend to use Facebook and Instagram. That's what I have been seeing. But as I said, the five areas that I mentioned are good platforms
0: for persons to use. When you were doing your presentation in Arlington this year, did you get any feedback from other clubs of stuff that they've tried on different social media platforms? Well, in terms
1: of, we know, one of the aspects that I looked at uh, when I looked at the different social media platforms. I said, what is this particular platform best for? And so like for Twitter, I said, if you want to build your online community, that is good. If you want to promote your club and its events, Twitter is a good uh, medium. If you want to connect to a global audience, Twitter is also good as well as in finding new partners. But the top content on Twitter that I found for news, videos, and photos, right? Of course, the drawback for some of us will be it has a 280-character limit, yeah? So for tweet, and some of us are very wordy, yeah? Um, so for Instagram, we say Instagram is really good for um, building relationships, you know? You use your hashtags, you can search for many topics, and it's good at feeding other social media networks. You know, you can share posts to Facebook, and to Twitter. And what we find are the top content on Instagram, it's like videos and photos, right? Um, and for YouTube, you know, YouTube is best for your brand awareness. we as optimists, we want our brand to be known. So it's really, really good for brand awareness. And it's really how-to, a lot of how-to and entertainment videos. So what would work well, I think, for us on Twitter is our, our projects. We have great projects, you know, put them out on Twitter. The only drawback for persons who are volunteers with a lot of things doing is that it can be labor intensive. So there's a way to
0: incorporate all three of those, like you said, where you have something happening on Instagram and you share it on Twitter or, you know, Facebook to get more hits to let people know what's happening with your club.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely.
0: And although
1: Facebook is maybe seen as old school, you'd be surprised, you know, demographics quite wide. Um, It says that the predominant ages are between 25 and 54. And you can have your videos, you can have your photos, you can have news, you can have your events all there. You know, it is great for building relationships.
0: And just a great way to use all three of them, like you said. So to incorporate club things to go let people know what is happening right around their backyard.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. Did definitely. you have
0: Did you have fun presenting this project at the uh, um, the Arlington Convention?
1: I had a great time. I
0: didn't. I didn't realize I'd have such a good time doing that presentation.
1: And that you know, one of the other things that, one of the things that I said, I stress though, is that if you know, start off with two or three. Don't you know? Don't go crazy with all five. Start off with two and three platforms make sure that you have a calendar a social media calendar that you're updating and you're going out to persons who start following you know that oh they're going to be putting out content on tuesdays at 10 o'clock so that's when i go and that is when i can give my feedback and stay engaged. You know so whatever time you want to make sure that you're maintaining and
0: updating. So one of the things I'm maybe taking from this is to maybe to appoint like a social media chair within your club and or district to help, you know, keep things flowing on a regular basis.
1: Well, that would be the best thing because you know if something isn't managed it may fall through the cracks. It's always important to appoint a social media chair and actually it really helps with your recruitment, too, because then, you know, start looking to recruit persons who are, you know, advocates for social media and you bring them in and they have these expertise. It can be any age group. Of course, you know, your younger person is maybe more skilled, but just the enthusiasm and the willingness to learn and to go out there and to be engaged is
0: enough. It sounds like you had a really good social media journey this year at, and you covered a lot of the ground, learning things to help pass those knowledge on to other clubs.
1: Yes, I definitely did. And as I said, I will start pulling up because I too, am preaching, you know, I'm telling people what is the right thing to do in the social media arena. But you too fall through the crack in terms of if you are updating and keeping things out there. So if you're on LinkedIn, you need to make sure that you keep abreast with your Profiles out there and update. Another thing, as I mentioned, profile is across the platforms, since we're talking Optimist Clubs, across your various platforms, please have the same profile image or so that it's consistent that, you know, the same thing with brand awareness. You're aware of what it is, who you are and what we're involved in.
0: Rose, I can't tell you cuz I've served in international committees and we I tell people all the time that it's been one of the great joys of my life being able to work with a team to figure out things for our Optimist Community to, you know, make our our, our international programs better. Yeah. Are you doing anything this upcoming year for the Optimist International for the year 2023-2024? Yes, um
1: President designate Tracy has asked me to sit on her um, member engagement team committee. And so I'm looking forward to sharing that space as well as in my own district, the Caribbean district, I will be the leadership development chair. So I'm looking forward to continuing my work, um, you know, at the district level and at Optimist International level, but most of all to work within my club to ensure that we're meeting the needs of our community and our youth
0: community. Well, I look forward to hopefully seeing you at Niagara Falls for the convention in June of 2024.
1: Wow, I'm looking forward to that um, interaction as well. I'm so excited.
0: Rose, I can't tell you enough. Thank you for being on our program and giving your insight and knowledge on the social media that you've gained this year and sharing it with our different clubs across our regions. But
1: well, thank you so much, Shane, for having me. And I look forward to growing in optimism. And that
0: kind of sums up with our, the podcast with the quote that I've picked out today. And Rose kind of fits this one to a perfect T as well. It's optimism is a happiness magnet. If you stay positive, good things and good people will be drawn to you. We would like to thank you for listening to the Choose Optimism podcast. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star review and share with your family and friends to let them know what's going on in your community as well. And until next time, remember to choose optimism.